Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Whenever you're listening, we are happy that you are here. This is Craig, Craig McKim Networking and Coaching. Trying something a little new today, so bear with me. This episode is brought to you by Elevate Printing Solutions. Stay top of mind with your clients, customers, and partners with promotional swag like mugs, magnets, and keychains. Find more items at elevateyourprinting.com. So this week, I'd like to talk about self-limiting beliefs. Now, this topic could go on and on and on. What is a self-limiting belief? Is it something that I am conscious of? Is it something that I can control? The answer to both of those is yes. I was dealing with that myself for about 30 years, which it sounds funny. (laughs) It sounds funny to say that out loud because I was fully aware of it. But what I didn't realize is that it wasn't a thought that I had put there to begin with, nor did I understand how it was affecting me and my progress just through life in general day by day. And what I mean by that was there was a thought that I was having about myself. And it wasn't like I woke up in the morning and and it just came to me or I focused on it or I had a reminder, you know, that I had written down to uh to make sure and put that in my head. It was just something that was there that I had held on to from about the time I was 9 years old. And the amount of influence or the level of significance that this one thought I had drastically, I believe anyway, drastically changed the trajectory uh, of my life. And you know what? That's not fair. I I don't want to call it trajectory, but it, it is a little bit, but just Well, yeah, it's how I felt about myself and how that was detrimental uh, in the long term, but then also how quickly it got dispensed of once I discovered it. And so I will share with you, it was kind of in the vein of of an article I just wrote for LinkedIn, and it was about, uh, it was about me. And uh, I've had, you know, I have, I've had a relatively easy life. Uh, you know, to be sure, you know, I've, I've seen some, you know, I've had heartache, I've, I've lost friends. Um, I've, uh, you know, parents are divorced, you know, there's just things that, you know, what really I I look at is kind of like life and it's what happens. But overall, like I know people that have had, you know, from my perspective, looking at it, like they've had some real struggle. Um, and, and then there's also the people that, you know, weren't born into the U S you know, that are, you know, living some off, some awful other place, uh, you know, and not to, not to get into human trafficking, but like, that's a thing. And so how bad was my life really? And in, in respect to that, it wasn't, but not knowing all that, uh, you know, for a long time, uh, you know, it's, I guess the long and short of it is, is that I've had a pretty easy and blessed life. And 
through my, you know, through my years, I, I, you know, I've had goals that have come pretty easily to me. I was a standout athlete in high school and I decided I wanted to become a bodyguard. And I did that at, uh, at a pretty young age. Um, if, you know, but I also, in my naivete, didn't work as hard as thing relevant. And, um, I don't know what you want to say operational, pardon me, as I should have for somebody who wants, who wanted to do that job full time. I just didn't work as hard as I should have because things had come so easily to me. But with that being said, uh, I also gave up pretty easily. If things weren't, if things didn't come to me, you know, uh, not handed to me, but if it, if it was harder than I was used to, I would simply give up, which is a hard thing to think about and to say out loud. So I tell you that, and I'll tell, you know to tell you to tell you more about kind of my career progression. And I, you know, I I was in, I got into club security, which allowed a full time paycheck, but it also allowed um, you know for promotion and uh, and progress. I could, you know, the next step from being an officer was supervisor, supervisor to manager and so on. And, you know, that was, that was inviting to me, but it also uh, came easily to me. But then again, uh, after so long, I, it, it was going to take more patience than I was willing to, to give. And there were, you know, there was training and things that I was going to need to do to get myself to the next level. And I just wasn't willing to do that. Didn't know why. Right. And, you know, and so I, uh, find myself with, uh, this company in Vegas called red carpet VIP. They're an independent hosting company that helps get people into nightclubs without the weight. So it's a pretty good deal. And I, you know, we were, I was there when it, when it was about two years old and that, that very niche industry within the nightlife industry of Vegas was just budding. And so it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't such a, you know, it wasn't what it became, but it was, uh, I was in on the ground floor and very much a pioneer of that. And, you know, when you're in that or part of the pioneering group, I guess I should say. And, you know, but that was that job and that company was uh, full of challenges, which a lot of times I bowed to, quite honestly. And so I did that for a number of years on and off. I'm not going to get into it, but over a span of about 10 years, I worked, you know, I worked and then left and went and did something else. And then I came back and, you know, it wasn't until I'd been there for about 10 years um, that I actually left for good. And I, you know, I started, um, you know, taking phone calls and uh, calling, um, you know, calling warm leads and hosting to when I ended, I was the director of uh business development for the company and also still a host and a host manager to, uh, to an extent. So I, you know, I did well, but you know, after when you lo- just learned the job and you know it so well, and a lot, you know, and this isn't just me, it goes for a lot of places you end up getting, uh, you know, you just get good at it, you know, hopefully. And, uh, and you progress and you do, and you do more things and which was, which was fun. And I, and I totally and thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, but then I left and, and, you know, there's, there's reasons for that, but one of them was relocation. And I found myself in Southern California. And while I was there, I was, again, finding a hard you know, place to, that uh, I couldn't find a place that fit well. And uh, I ended up selling cars for a little bit, which was not the ideal job for me. There are people that are in it and they love it and they excel at it and they are um, 
it's just good. It's just a great fit for them. For me, it was not. I did not like selling cars. I don't give a damn if you buy a fifty thousand dollar car or a five hundred dollar car. Like I, it has no value. Now, don't get me wrong. The dealership, or I'm sorry, the cars that I sold were very, very nice, and I am a fan of them. And actually, I drive one myself. I got the, I, you know, I got the employee deal, but it was not. Uh, a great, like I said, it wasn't a great fit for me. And it very well could have been the, the dealership and the leadership that was there because they were weak at best, um, in my opinion. Again, plenty of people, you know, it, it worked for them, but just it just wasn't for me. And I have, but and I have had the benefit of working for some really, really strong leaders and uh, people that I admire and respect a, a great deal. So I do that for a little bit, and I end up falling out of that, and. Um, but then I end up meeting a, uh, a life purpose coach. Her name is Adrienne, and she is fantastic. So much, she had such an influence on me that that is why I got into coaching myself. And I guess it wasn't so much her, but just the things that she helped me figure out about myself. It, the, the amount of value that goes with that, I don't know that you can put, you can actually put a number on it. Um, but just literally the way that you feel about yourself or the way I feel about myself now, as opposed to when I, before I was working with her is kind of night and day. And though I, I, I I don't want to say that wholeheartedly, there are, there is a number of things that I feel, I felt good about myself for anyway, but there, I think it was just like, there's an overarching feeling of I'm not good enough. And so I start working with her and there's one particular session that we are having and I don't, not sure how we got to it, but she asked me, was there something, you know, essentially the, the not good enough kind of thing. I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm always trying to do things instead of just doing them you know, what, you know, what did, did something happen? Did you hear something? Did you see something? Did somebody say something to you? Is there, what happened that made you, that put that thought in your head? Because chances are, it's not your thought that is holding you back. It was somebody else's thought put into your brain that now you live by. And that's important to remember because like I said, I talked about doing this you know, or having this self-limiting belief for 30 years. And it was somewhere around the time I was about nine years old when I had somebody who was very influential in, in me and authority over me and not a parent or a family member, just to be clear, um, ask me point blank, are you stupid? I was nine years old. Now, how do you think that hits a nine-year-old's ears? It's something that they're going to hold on to because, well, this is an adult. This is somebody who is supposedly smarter than me, and they think I'm stupid. That was the interpretation I took. Now, looking back, even without coaching, I can see that that was just a, a, a stupid comment to be or to have made to a child or to anybody really um, by someone who just you know, had their, had, had a different set of problems if they were questioning a nine-year-old that way. So for the next 30 plus years, in the back of my head, I thought to myself, when something challenging came up, 
One, I didn't want training or I didn't want to ask questions because if I wanted or needed either of those, it meant I didn't know something. And if I didn't know something, then I must, then I must be stupid. So I would fold at a first challenge because I didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with it. And I want to have to face that. So it's pretty aggravating to look back. And after I got some, some time to really think about this question, and I'm sorry, let me take a half step back. When, when my coach asked me, did somebody say something to you? I, it was funny that I ran right to it. It like, it didn't, I didn't even think about it for a second. I knew exactly what thought I, I was thinking that was just under the surface subconsciously for the last, like I said, 30 plus years. And so when I, I, and it was funny, I ran right to it and we talked about it and for, I mean, it maybe, maybe on the high end, we talked about it for five minutes. But she says to me, well, let me ask you something. Are you stupid? And I say, no. And she says, no, you're not. Moving on. And not to say that was the last time we talked about it, but that was as much time as we spent on it. Literally five minutes for 30 years cleared me up to understand that that was somebody else's stupid comment put into my head that I lived with for then 30 years. And as I had time to think about it, let me get back on track here. As I had time to think about it, the last 30 years had made sense. The challenges that I didn't want to face because I, I just wasn't going to get it. I was, you know, I, I must be stupid. The the chances to promote, I didn't take. The chances to progress, I didn't take. I didn't want to have to deal with having to learn something because if that was it, I'm admitting that I'm stupid and I just, again, couldn't deal with that. And it wasn't so much in car sales that I didn't like selling, which I'm not a huge fan of. I like to tell you about something, but I, I very much have to believe in it. And that was something that I realized. I love talking about coaching. I love talking about networking. If you look at my past 47 episodes, that's what I've talked about. And I, you know, I love it. Going to a networking event tonight. But it was this underlying thought that I'm not good enough, or smart, I guess in this case, I'm not smart enough to do better. Now, since that realization, the punchline is I've made more progress personally uh, then, and, and what professionally goes in there too, but I've made more progress personally in the last three years than I had in the previous 30. Now, not to say that those years weren't valuable and I didn't learn things and I didn't, you know, and I didn't love it. Um, that, that's all, that's all true. Like, I mean, there are, there are great lessons that I, that I took from there. And under, you know, now that I'm outside of the guise of not being smart enough, I, uh, you know, I can, I really get the chance to learn. But like I said, those 30 years started to make a lot of sense and and why I wasn't doing things. And, uh, but once I, like I said, once I cleared up, uh, I, you know, I, I ended up, uh, uh, 
starting a networking and operating a networking group. I got you know in, licensed to sell life insurance uh, in multiple states. Uh, I have uh, you know I walked right into a management a different management job. Well, first I got out of that job that I that was choking the life out of me, and you know and recently I walked into a management job and then back out of one. But on the way out, I trained somebody up to take my place who is still there and thriving, which is a good feeling. And there has just been a, a huge, I started coaching myself, right? Like not only me, I started coaching me, but I started coaching other people. And so there was, there has been things that I never would have done before that I am now doing now with, uh, or that I'm doing now with a renewed sense of confidence because there hasn't been anything that I failed at so much so that keeps me from doing it based on that I was that I'm not smart enough, but it was an experience, um, uh, overconfidence maybe uh, that I have failed. But I look at him like, okay, let's not do that again. And you go back and you start over, or you pick up from where you left off, or where you made the wrong turn, right? Or where I made the wrong turn. So I tell you all that to tell you this: there is probably some sort of negative thought that you are having about yourself. It could be that you are lazy, which I still fight with from time to time. That you, uh, you know, that you will always be overweight because your family's overweight. There is uh, that you aren't smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not enough for the uh, a better life or the life that you uh, that you for one that you deserve, but definitely that the one that you that you may want. And I'm telling you, that thought wasn't yours, and you can get away from it if you want to. That is that is why I became a coach. I want to help people feel the same way about themselves as I do about me. I want them to share that success. I want them to then go on and help other people just by being just by being them because who you know who knows who I've helped in the short time by having a totally different perception of myself. Who knows who you could help as well? Anyway, folks, I appreciate you that you uh, hanging in there. I know this has been a long one, and uh, I uh, I'm happy that you listen. I hope something I said has maybe helped you, uh, whether it's around networking or uh, or this talk in particular. It's a little bit different than I've done in the past, but uh, I thank you for your attention, and I'm looking forward to delivering another uh, another uh, episode to you. I would love your opinions. Uh, if you have any feedback on anything that I said or want to share anything uh, with me, uh, I'd love to hear it. Uh, you know, if it's something I can share on uh, on an episode, I'd be happy to do that too. Keeping you completely anonymous, of course, but uh, but I'd love the engagement because I really want to know what uh, what is going on out there in the world that uh, that I might be able to help with. That's all I got for you. Hope you have a great one. I'll talk to you real soon.